Hey there, this is Dustin McLean. And Allie McLean. And we're pumped that you're joining with us today. And if you're a part of our Purpose Church family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at ourpurpose.church on all social media outlets. And on our website at www.ourpurpose.church. We can get you plugged into a group, other giving options, and an opportunity to connect with the Purpose family all across Western Kentucky. And we hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. And so let's jump into the message. Well, come on, can we give Jesus a big ovation all across this house? Come on, y'all can do better than that. Come on, we're talking to King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Come on, you got five more seconds of loud praise on Thanksgiving weekend for Jesus. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, while you're standing, I'm just going to read uh, out, of, out of Luke chapter 17 today. And uh, we're just going to read together and honor God's word. If you're able to, we're going to stand our feet. And as we read that, uh, I'm going to get to some announcements in just a second. But I just love reading God's word just to start us out where we're going today. And so if you're ready for God's word, say, I'm ready. All right, Luke chapter 17, verse 11. If you got your paper Bibles, why don't you turn there? If not, we got a big giant Bible going to be up on the screen behind me. Come on, somebody, right? But Luke chapter 17, verse 11, this is what the Bible has to say. It says this, as Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village there, 10 men, how many men? 10, all right, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And he looked at them and said, hey, go show yourself to the priest. And watch what the Bible says. And it says, and as they went, right, as they went. I love that so much. To me, that just reminds me of obedience, right? When we listen to Jesus and we do what he says, listen, on the other side of you doing that, I believe there's healing available for you. I believe there's a next step available for you as you step out in obedience that God is going to honor that obedience. Obedience leads to healing is what I wrote in my Bible. And they were cleansed of their leprosy, the Bible says. Then watch what it says in verse 15. One. How many? One of them. Only one. How many, how many guys originally were there? How many? Ten, right? But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. Somebody shout, praise God. Somebody shout praise God like you got something to praise God about. One, two, three. There you go. Come on, we're going to pray one more time. One, two, three. There we go. That's good. Praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. And this man was a Samaritan. He was already an outcast, right? He was already just a, a, a breed between a Jew and a, 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 a Gentile nation. They just like, didn't, didn't go well together, right, a lot of times. And here we have this Samaritan coming back to Jesus, falling at his feet, thanking him for what he had done. And Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten other dudes, like ten dudes all together? But where are the other nine at? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And I think about this story, and I think about this season in, in the year of our, uh, not just of our church, but in our lives. And I just want to be the guy that's the one that comes back to Jesus, right? I, I don't know about you. I want us to be a church that, that there, there's a lot of people that's got a lot of things out there, but we're going to be a church that has what we're going to title today, a gratitude attitude. That we're going to be a church that's thankful for what God has done. And we're going to be vocal about that. That celebration is going to be our response. And we're going to be people that are saying, thank you, God, for what you've done. And we're willing to go 
go back to the very source of why we were healed in the first place. And so today we're going to talk through that. We're going to walk through that together. I can't wait to do that with you. Let's go ahead and pray. Just ask the Holy Spirit to do what only He can. If you don't mind stretching your hands towards heaven, come on, let's pray together, God. We have our hands up, just ready to receive from you today. God, would you speak to us through your word? Would you speak to us, Holy Spirit, as only you can? To the individual places in our heart, God, that maybe we're hiding from you or holding back from you. God, I pray today with our hands open, this is just a gesture of us saying, God, you can do whatever you want with us. And our attitude is yours. Our heart is yours. Our minds are yours. Our lives are yours. And God, we want to have a gratitude attitude from this day forward, that we would be grateful for what you have done, and we would never take that for granted. Jesus, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. Send a mighty, powerful, matchless, incredible name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, why don't you high-five your neighbor and tell him I'm glad you came to church. Glad you came to church. Have a seat, have a seat. Have a seat, have a seat. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're at church. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and y'all could be anywhere else, but you're here at church. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I know there's a lot of sickness going around, too, but I'm just glad you're at church. And before we jump into the message today, as uh, Pastor Kyle was talking about a little while ago in the announcements, last week, obviously, we took up our legacy offering. What we consider this is the one and above, like one one week where it's, it's hey, we've been praying about it. We got some vision around it. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go out in our community and make a difference in some uh, some local missions and just being a part of that. Also, within this house, there's some things that we want to upgrade and do, like our kids' worship experience. And if you missed any of that, go back and check the first week out of Legacy. But I'm just honored and just thankful just to report to you last Sunday was that offering. Again, one offering we do every year. That's the only one that we do. It's above and beyond our tithe. And I'm just here to tell you guys how thankful I am for you that generosity is not just something you say, it's something that you actually model and you do. And so I just want to tell you as of last week, and uh, this was uh, what, what our team had counted up this week, I just want to let you know that because of your generosity, last week we saw 57000 $1,933.22 be given towards a legacy offering. Come on. Can we thank God for that generosity? And we're going to go out there and make a difference in this community. You'll be seeing some stuff over the next couple of weeks. On your behalf, on Purpose Church's behalf, we're going to go out there and we're going to bless this community. And it's going to be so much fun in the name of Jesus, in the name of Purpose Church. We're going to be blessing some people this time of year. And one of those things, obviously, is that orange bag that we talked about. So I want you to grab like four or five on the way out. If you haven't already, I want to encourage you to do that because the orange bag Sunday is next Sunday. Go fill that thing full. And again, on your behalf, because of your generosity, before we even took up uh, the legacy offering last Sunday, we already committed because we just felt like, hey, we need to step out in faith as well. We committed to buying 200 turkeys uh, for uh, the, the Needline Food Project that we're a part of helping with on top of all of these bags that you're being a part of bringing. And so I just want to tell you, man, thank you again for that generosity. And next Sunday, I want people having like step over them to get in the building. Come on, somebody. Like I want I want to be so full in the lobby. Like so grab as many. We gave over 250 bags out last weekend. I know there's, they're flying off of the table out there today. Let's go and bless a lot of people this time of year. We're going to be a part of taking them a, a meal in Jesus' name. We're going to be able to bless them. So let's be a part of being gener- just generous and continuing that. And I want to tell you a little bit about a couple things that are coming up. Uh, one of those, obviously, is Christmas. If you didn't know, four weeks from today is Christmas Sunday. I mean, uh, wow. Okay, so like get your shopping done, all right? So like get it done, get it going, all right? So that's four weeks from today. We want 
want to tell you about what we have planned when it comes to Christmas services here at Purpose Church. What we're going to do, actually on Christmas Day, there is going to be an online service, but what we are doing instead so that we can reach more people is actually moving it from Christmas Day, our services, to actually the Wednesday before Christmas. December 21st at 5.30 and 7 p.m. We have two services that are going to happen that night, and I want you to invite everybody and their mama to be at church, all right? I want you to invite all your friends, all your family, like the family that's coming in that may be traveling. That's us still even able to reach college students on December 21st, like with the heart of reaching this community for people. So moving that up a few days, that's what we're going to do. And so I want to encourage you. We even got Santa Claus going to be at church on that night. And we got the best looking Santa in Murray. I'm just telling you, like, the only Santa for all the kids in the room. And like, 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 like we got him here and uh, he's going to be here that night. It's going to be great. We'll be taking pictures with him. We're going to have a great night for all of your family, all of your friends to be here. 5.30 and 7. It's going to be fantastic. Be here and invite all of you. Like the whole goal is to, to have somebody sitting next to you. I just want to let you know, don't come alone. This is actually Christmas and Easter are the two easiest things to invite somebody to church. And actually Christmas is now surpassed Easter that people will go to church at Christmas more so than they will at Easter. So I'm going to ask you, would you invite somebody to be sitting next to you? Like bring them with you. It's going to be a great time. I believe the Lord's going to do an incredible thing that night. And we can't wait to see people meet Jesus, take next steps towards him. It's going to be a great night. I'm excited about that. Anybody that's excited about that? Come on, somebody, right? And then... And then, obviously, the next Sunday is New Year's Day. Like, New Year's Day is what we're going to call it because we're going to let you watch the, uh, the the ball drop in New York City. It's going to drop at 11, then I'll be asleep after that. But, like, if you, you're staying out till, till at actually midnight, we're actually doing one service on New Year's Day called Noon Year's Day, and that's going to be happening at noon, of course. And then what we're going to do is we're going to be a big family gathering before that. Out in the lobby, we're going to have all kinds of food at 11 o'clock. We're going to be open up. we got full... Like, like brunch. We got, we're going to have biscuits and gravy and eggs and Lord help us. Come on, somebody. It's going to be a good day uh, to get some breakfast and be at church. And so that's happening on New Year's Day, New Year's Day here in just a few weeks. Everybody good with that? Everybody okay? All right. So I want to just at least let you know those things coming up. Again, Kyle and AB kind of led us through a bunch of stuff that's happening in the month of December. Listen, t- this is a jam-packed time of the year and I'm pumped about it. I'm excited about it. Got a lot of things that God is going to be doing and I'm just excited about even today. And I want to ask a quick question. We're talking about gratitude attitude, right? So I I want to just kind of take just a second, ask this question for everybody. This is an all skate. I want everybody to participate, right? Everybody out on the skating rink floor together. Here's my question for you. Is there anybody out there that would say, and I I hate to sound negative, but is there anybody out there that is tired of all of the negativity going on around this world? Come on, somebody. Wave at me if that's you. Okay. Both hands in the air is what I am, right? Yeah, like like, just everywhere you turn, it seems like there's something negative going on. Seems like there's something that, that you turn on the news. Guess what? It's definitely negative. Come on, somebody, right? You turn it on. Doesn't matter which channel you watch. It's, it's going to be negative. You A lot of time on social media, like, guess what? It's going to be negative. You're going to see that taking place. There's going to be somebody going on a rant about something else happening. Come on, right? Maybe around uh, the dinner table this week while you were hanging out with some family, there was some negative Nancys up in the room. Come on, somebody, right? Anybody got any of those negative Nancys in their family? Okay, I think a lot of us do. 
do, right? We've been there. We see that. We're around it. And I think sometimes that, that literally complaining is a spiritual gift somebody thinks they have. Come on, somebody, right? If you go to next uh, in a couple weeks, that is not one that we're going to discover together, okay? But I think sometimes some people got this spiritual gift of complaining, right? And if we're not careful, what happens is, is that we can all find ourselves in the very same boat, right? We can all find ourselves easily falling into the, the, the world of complaining and what that looks like. And again, I think there's all kinds of things in life that we complain about. And uh, uh, sometimes we complain about the weather, right? In a matter of three days here in Kentucky, we can complain it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too dry, it's too wet. All in a three-day span. Come on, somebody, right? Like, we complain about that. I don't know about y'all. I complain about other drivers on the road because they're the bad drivers. Come on, right? It's them. It ain't me. It's them. All right? I complain about that sometimes. We'll complain about restaurants that we go to that are fixing our meal for us, that are plating our meal for us, that are waiting on us, filling up our drinks for us, bringing the food out to us. Oh, it's not, it's not perfectly right. I don't like that. I'm going to send it back. I'm going to be complaining about it the whole time. Then I'm going to write a review on TripAdvisor or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to write it on Facebook. I'm going to say this is bad. But what happens is they were bringing you food, filling your drink, washing the dishes, throwing away the trash, right? And yet we still find ourselves complaining about it, right? I think about a lot of times is, is what happens, in, again, in my own life from time to time, I will get in my car and uh, in my truck and I'll drive my truck to our house. And in the past, we had a, we had a, a button that we would push that a, a, a door would go up and I would pull my truck into its own house called a garage. Come on, somebody, right? You pull it inside the garage, what happens? You put the garage door down and then what do we complain about? We complain about how bad the gas mileage is on this vehicle that I was just driving around, right? And then we walk up in our house. It's climate controlled, whether you like it hot or cold. But guess what? You're able to control the climate a little bit. You open the fridge and it's full or it may not be full, but you look at it anyway and say, you know what? There ain't nothing to eat up in this house. You know what I'm saying? Anybody there? All right, you've been there? Okay, yeah. You go and you sit down on your couch in your living room. Next thing you know, you turn on the TV. You got Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, your mama. You got all of it on the screen, and guess what? Like, you still can't find nothing on TV, right? I can't find nothing on this TV. You got 125 channels, and you still can't find nothing. Okay, but we're going to complain about it. We're going to go to our closet full of stuff, and we're going to just thumb through all of it. Guess what? I ain't got nothing to wear. Come on, how many of y'all said that this week, right? But again, let's think about it really quick. That's how a lot of us in the past, I believe in the past week, all of us experienced one of those things. I guarantee it, right? And let's just be honest, we probably complained about it. We probably were like, well, what the heck's going on? By nature, I think a lot of times I find myself like gravitationally pulling towards not being a grateful person, right? I think a lot of times we would just naturally say, hey, I want more, I want better, I want it now. Kind of like the J.G. Wentworth commercial. You know what I'm talking about? I want my money and I want it. All right, y'all watching too much TV. Okay, okay. But like, like, I think so many times what's crazy to me is, is it's amazing how blessed I can be how blessed that we can be, and yet how ungrateful I am at the same time. It's crazy how blessed we can be, yet ungrateful we are at the same exact time. And again, I think a lot of times what we have to understand and what we have to pray for and what I'm praying for is that we would have a gratitude attitude. That we would have an attitude of gratitude that this would be something that you and I would just develop and we would ask God to develop on the inside of us because actual researchers show us that gratitude is the very thing that unlocks, that kind of kicks off, that kind of dominoes all of these other incredible qualities that you and I desire in our life. Gratitude actually makes you more generous. Gratitude actually makes you more encouraging. Gratitude actually makes you more life-giving. Gratitude unlocks so many other positive things. And that's what I'm asking God today is that 
that we would be a church that's a grateful church. I don't want to be an entitled church. I don't want to be like, oh, we deserve this or we have to have this. or this. I want to be a grateful church for what we have. And I want us to be some grateful people for what God has given us thus far. Everybody good with that? That's what we're going to work towards today, okay? And so I think about that and I think about this uh, story of Jesus and these ten lepers, right? I think about these guys that are, that are literally approach, they're kind of approaching Jesus. And we have this thing called leprosy that they have. And again, what I want us to understand is that leprosy, when we hear that, we think it's all, it's, that's kind of just like the chicken pox or something. You know, like it's not that bad. But I want you to know when a person developed leprosy, it was not just something that took a, 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 their outside of their skin and kind of did some things with it. This was all their, also a neurological disease. So what it would do from the inside out, it would literally eat your body away. And so what happened is when that was happening, there was no cure for it. They had no idea how to fix it. Had no idea what was going on. And so you got to understand, if you ever developed that, if you were ever around that, if that is something that ever happened to you, like it changed your life forever, right? It would change your life forever. Like literally what the, even the Old Testament would talk about in Leviticus 13 and 14, it talks about how you have to wear torn clothing. You have to cover or lower your face. You'd have to, if somebody ever began to approach you, you have to shout from the top of your lungs, unclean, unclean. Sometimes when I come home from working out, I got to do the same thing when I walk into alley. I'm unclean. I'm sweaty, nasty. Don't need to, that's another story. Okay, cool. All right. Unclean. I'm unclean. Okay. Come on, everybody. Lighten up a little bit on Sunday. You got too much turkey or something. Come on. Okay. But like, like you got to understand, this is life changing. Not, not, not just because of the, the, again, the wearing of the clothes and the, all of this stuff, but I want you to know that this, you were full of, like, the, like your life was full of pressure. Your life was full of rejection. Like this disease, not only did it cast you out of society, but it, it, it hurt your body so bad. What it would do is it would, these sores would end up developing on your actual skin. It would eat away your flesh. The sores would ooze all over the place. Sometimes it was even uh, um, like, like uh, would happen to where you would go to sleep at night. And, and during the night, if you had a, a rodent around, they could literally chew your little finger off really quickly. Like we're talking, ew. Like, okay, all right, like that ain't good, all right? That ain't good. Like you got to understand that these people were not touched in years like they haven't had a physical touch. You know how you hugged your family this week or you high five, you got some high fives on the way into church. It had been years and years and years since they have felt any sort of physical touch, a hug or a high five. And so I want us to understand that when we see these 10 lepers approaching Jesus, when they see him, guess what happens? Like they realize, oh, I heard about this dude named Jesus. I've heard about what he can do. Listen, and hope began to overwhelm them. And just this idea of healing began to overwhelm them heart and they begin to cry out Jesus Jesus hey master have mercy on us right have some mercy on us and then verse 14 says that when Jesus saw them he said go show yourself to the priest and then what happened right after that it says that as they went then now I want us to understand something really quick this is a miracle from heaven right this is a miracle that literally has just just taken place that they, they listened to Jesus, and as they went, the Bible says that they were cleansed. They were healed. I love that so much. And again, I want us to think, though, how many of them approached Jesus? How many was it? Come on, not a trick question. Do you remember? Come on, all together? Ten, right? And then think about it really quick. Ten lives that were miraculously transformed. Ten lives that go from no hope, no future, to okay, I can begin to live a normal life again. 
Ten people, ten lives that were outcasts that are now welcomed back into the family. Ten people that had no physical intimacy or touch with anybody that can now be hugged and embraced again. There was ten people that, that literally had this transforming miracle take place. And yet here's the problem I have with it. Only one of them came back to thank Jesus. There was only one of them. I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking about my life. I got to thinking about our church. I got to thinking about you. And I got to thinking about all of the things that we have in our life. And I'm wondering how many times do we go back to think the source of the healing, the source of the providing. And I just want to be a guy. I want to be a church. I want us to be a people that we are committed to God for that. I'm committed before you guys and before God that we are going to be a church like the one. We're going to be a church that's grateful. Even if it's one out of ten, one out of a hundred, I want to have a heart of gratitude. I want to have a gratitude attitude, and I want us to be the one. So I'm, I'm probably asking this question. You're probably asking the same thing. How do we do it? Like how, how do I do it, Dustin? Like How can I have this attitude of gratitude? How can I have a grateful heart? How can I have what you're saying today, a gratitude attitude? How can I do that? Well, just like any good sermon, I got three points for you today, all right? So three points. If you're ready for them, say, I'm ready. All right, here we go. I'm gonna, I want you to write them down. You may not need them today. You may feel pretty grateful today. It may be Thursday when you need these. You need to go back and revisit your, your notes. You need to look it over again and just begin to pray, God, help me have a gratitude attitude. Help me have a grateful heart. How are we going to do that? Three things I think we have to do as we do that. Number one, if you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. It's this idea. we got to realize every good thing I have comes from the Lord. Every good thing I have comes from God. You got to realize that. We got to begin, if we're going to live a life that chooses uh, gratitude, if we're going to live with an attitude of gratitude, we have to make sure that we start here realizing that every good thing I have comes from the Bible. Com- comes from God. This is what the Bible even says in James chapter 1, verse 17. It says that exactly. Every good and perfect gift is from where? Above, right? Every good and perfect gift is from above. And I know my grandmama watches every week. We got a chance to spend some time with her uh, over the last couple of days at Thanksgiving and stuff. And uh, my grandma has walked through just many seasons of life. She loves the Lord, and so is my granddaddy, and I love them so much. And and uh, I, the reason why I'm doing that, she watches every week. They're, they're on right there. Uh, she has Facebook, and it's awesome. Um, uh, and so I'm really thankful for them being able to watch that. And and uh, we were talking this week. You know, my granddaddy's been having a little bit of health issues and uh, some other things like that, and she has just been a faithful, steady, I mean, she's just so steady. She's just so faithful. She loves the Lord with all of her heart. You can ask her in the middle of whatever. She's had breast cancer. She's walked through cancer with my granddad, uh, just different seasons of life and turmoil and all this kind of things, and, and every time I talk to my grandma, I leave inspired. Like every time I talk and I'm around my grandmother, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter like, like what she's going through. She is such a blessing to be around because she knows what she always says. When I always talk to her, I'm like, hey, you know, Grandma, how's it going? How you doing? Blessed. We're blessed. You know, you ever have one of them grandmamas that's just a praying grandma, but all she said, blessed and highly favored. Mm-hmm. You know, she don't do that, but I could, right? This B3 on that organ right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, but that's literally, she doesn't just preach that from a, a platform and an altar. She preaches that with her life. No matter what her season she's walking through, Grandma is, man, she is, she's saying, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I could be walking through the craziest season of my life, but I'm blessed. She's realizing that every good thing that she has comes from above. And again, if we're going to have a gratitude attitude, we got to start by starting here. 
Start by realizing anything good that we have comes from God. And you may be thinking, no, I work for this. You don't know. I I earned this. And there, there may be some truth to that, that you actually are a good steward of what God has given to you. But you got to understand something really quick. Every place where you succeed, you are succeeding with a gift that God has given you. Right? I think about that. Like God is the giver of all good things. You look all throughout the Bible. God is a giver of good things. Like think all throughout the list of people that have come before us in the faith that that literally, hey, hey, they had they had had certain things take place, but it was God who was the author and the giver of everything that they had. God gave Noah, right? Y'all know who Noah is? Noah, he gave him a plan to build the ark. All right, he gave him the plan to build the ark. He gave him the ability to build it. And then guess what? He said, get your family inside. And Noah saved his entire family. But it wasn't without the help of God in the first place, right? That he gave him the ability. He gave him the things. God gave the Israelites as they were wandering in the desert. As they're trying to figure out, are they going to the promised land or can they get there? Like they're wandering in the desert. God every single day provided bread for them. Every day, manna from heaven in the morning. And then what he would do, he would lead them with a pillar of fire at night or a cloud by day. He was providing for them. He was a giver of good things. God gave David a stone to kill Goliath. God gave Jonah a huge fish to swallow him and spit him up on shore, right? God gave the Virgin Mary the faith to obey and give birth to Jesus Christ. God gave the wise men a star to be able to follow in order to find where Jesus actually was. God gave the world the Prince of Peace, the Lamb of God, the Savior of the world. That's how good our God is our good God gives you a peace that can pass all understanding when you're walking through trials that don't make any sense God gives you and I the Holy Spirit to convict us correct us encourage us strengthen us he gives you and I the word of God to guide us help us to know right from wrong God has given you and I health to bless you friends to love you life to enjoy and ultimately to glorify him listen to me God is completely good he is constantly good God is unchanged and unchangeably good. God will never not be good. God will never be anything less than good because everything our God does is good. Come on, if we believe that, can we give him a big shout of praise in this place? Come on, can we praise God like they did? Come on, praise God. And that's the God that we serve. And so I want to just challenge some of us today. you got to realize anything that you and I have, we have to realize it's a gift from God. Embrace When we embrace that, like when we take that in, when we make that known, like when we, when we adopt that as our attitude, everything that we have from God is a gift from God. It changes the way we live. It changes the way we see stuff. It changes the way we see our job. It changes the way we see our family. It changes our attitude. And instead of an attitude of entitlement, guess what? We embrace this attitude of gratitude, which ends up overflowing into other areas of our life. That's number one. Number two, if you're ready, say, I'm ready. Number two, you want to live with a gratitude attitude? Don't let what I want rob me of what I have. Don't let what I want rob me of what I have. And I don't know about you, this is where probably a lot of us kind of of live our life at. And I'll just be honest, in my own life, I live right here. I think there's so many times what happens is, 
And again, I don't know where you find yourself or what you find your life looking like, but I think in my own life sometimes I'm thinking, I want a better car, a better house. I want to travel more. I need some different clothes. And you, especially this week, as we're comparing each other's Thanksgiving uh, pictures to other people's, we're thinking, man, I wish I had what they had, or man, I wish I was there. And I find myself saying that. I want this or I want that. I wish I had that. I wish I had this. I wish I was them. And what ultimately is that doing when we do that? You know what it's doing? It's robbing me and you of enjoying the very things that are right in front of us. And I find myself in this seat often. I find myself looking around and comparing my life to other people's lives, and it's robbing me of the things that are right in front of me. And I just want to be a, a, a pastor. I want to be a church. I want to be a husband and a dad. And I, I want you as, as followers of Jesus, if you know Jesus, I want, I want us as a church to be people to say, hey, you know what? We're not necessarily, we're going to plan. There's nothing wrong with planning, but I'm not going to look so far ahead that I'm robbing what's right in front of me right now. I'm not thankful for what's right in front of me. Even the Bible tells us that, like this, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 17 says, Better to have little with fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and inner turmoil. I think a lot of times that's where I spend my life. I'm trying to get great treasure. I'm trying to get more stuff. I'm trying to get all of these things, and yet I'm missing the very things that are right in front of me. And I think that's the very thing that we see with these ten lepers that happen too. You know what? Don't let what I have, like, don't let what I want rob me of what I have. Yes, they were, they were able to be healed, but they were in the presence of the healer. And yet they missed it. And I just don't want to be that. I don't want our church to be that. I don't want you to be that. And I just, I, I want us to be people that have a gratitude attitude. Somebody say gratitude attitude. That's fun to say. I like it. And it's what, also what Ecclesiastes chapter 6 verse 9 says. Enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Right? I think all of us can take that to heart, right? I'm going to enjoy what God has given me. What you have is better than longing for something that you think is going to make you happy somewhere else or something else. Right? Whenever I adopt this uh, attitude of gratitude, what it does for me and for you when we do that, it turns what we have into enough. It turns what we have into enough. And it's not happy people, this is what I'm realizing, it's not happy people who are grateful, it's grateful people who are happy, right? And so I just think a lot of times, again, y'all remember that song growing up, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Go, there we go, there's the Sunday school folks in here, right? It was a terrible, I always wanted to do that right there, just count your many blessings, name them one by Okay. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings. Okay, please edit that out. Okay, name them one by one. Okay, y'all remember that song? Y'all remember that one back in the day? Okay, like, like I think so many times what we see is there are lots of blessings that are right in front of us that we're missing because we're not bringing back to mind all the things that God has done. And I think I'm going to challenge you this week. Would you begin every single day? You could type it in your phone. You can write it down. But would you begin every day beginning to write three things at the end of your day that you're thankful for, that you're grateful for? And I, begin, I believe as you begin to do that, you're going to begin to open your eyes to some things that God has put in your lap, that's put it right in front of you, that you're not going to rob from anymore. You're going to be thankful for in the middle of. I just want to challenge us with that. Again, think about what you do have. Think about all that you and I have. Almost everybody in here, we got three meals a day. Some of us have a job that, that may be paying minimum wage, but understand that that's 32 times what half of the other world, other side of the world makes for a living. 
Like, let's be grateful. Let's, let's be grateful for the bed. It may not be a Tempur-Pedic Serta, whatever, like, but we're grateful for a bed. I'm grateful for clothes that we have a chance to wear. Some of y'all should be grateful you get a chance to upgrade some things. You, you can have a, some of y'all got an iPhone 14 Pro right now that you're typing some notes in. That's good. I mean, you're able to do that. That's great. Health. Maybe be thankful for friends, be thankful for a car to drive or a bus to ride, like this idea that we get to come into a church and worship freely without uh, just thought of persecution or anything like that. Listen, y'all, we got a lot to be grateful for. We got a lot to be thankful for. Allie has told me uh, she's gone on a couple mission trips, foreign mission trips, and I just love hearing her stories when she comes back and just love hearing just the heart that she has for people uh, all around the world. But one time she specifically went to Brazil on mission, and uh, uh, like she would just tell me, like, they're, like these people in this country, in the slums, in the villages, like they have nothing, right? They have nothing. And all that they have is Jesus. And quite literally, like that's all that they need. Like, li- like literally she would tell me, they got, they, like there, there's something so crazy about it that she said they would go over there and it seems like they have nothing, but at the same time they have everything. That literally they have got time with their kids. They've got some spiritual hope. They've got a hunger and a desperation for Jesus. They've got this peace that's different than anything that we have or can experience. Because suddenly, instead of what well, she would tell me, and suddenly instead of like feeling sorry for those people when she went to Brazil, like all of a sudden she started feeling sorry for, for all of us. Because you know what? We have so much, yet at the same time have so little. And yet at the same time they have so little, yet have so much. But I'm thinking what we can do is begin to learn to live with contentment, which is what Paul tells us to do in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. He says, for what I have learned is to be content. Somebody say, be content. Whatever the circumstance, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through Christ. Somebody say, through Christ, who gives me strength. Like, listen, Paul is saying, you know what? I got to a place where Christ is all that I've had, and he's enough. I have nothing else, but Christ is still enough. I've got no money in the bank. Jesus is still good. I've got no job. Jesus is still all I need. Yes, yes, you've got to have money to pay your bills. Yes, yes, yes. But at the same time, I don't want us, I know people that have lots of money in the bank and yet still have no hope in Jesus, and they're still wanting more and more and more. But you can have nothing and have Jesus and still have everything. And I want to challenge some of us in this place today. Listen, until Christ is all that we have, you may not know that Christ is all that you need. And when you get there, when you get to that place, you begin to realize that, you know what, we have been blessed. There's tremendous blessings. And when you have Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, whether I have little or whether I have a lot. He is what matters. He is what satisfies me. He is what I need. I don't know about you, but I'm going to choose an attitude of gratitude. I'm going to choose that. I'm going to begin to ask God, God, would you be creating me a heart of gratitude? I, and again, I know that other people may feel entitled. I know that other people may be negative. I may from time to time say, I want more. I want better. I want faster. But I am choosing to put a line in the sand today and saying, you know what? I'm going to have a gratitude attitude. God, would you change me? And when I realize that all the good things that I have come from you, and I'm not going to let what I have or what I want rob me from what I have. That's the two things I want you to know, and then we're going to land the plane on this one. If you're ready for it, say, I'm ready. And this is what we're going to do in just a second. We're actually going to worship because I want us to have an attitude of gratitude. I want us to be, we're going to sing that song that we just sang in just, uh, just right before this called Gratitude by Brandon Lake that Monica led us in. 
It's an incredible song, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. We're going to sing that in just a second. But I want, I want you to know this last thing. If we're going to have a gratitude attitude, we got to do this right here. we got to turn every blessing that I have back into praise. Turn every blessing that I have back into praise. Y'all remember that song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord? Y'all remember that? That was like when like, like, uh, like music was first coming on, like contemporary gospel music, like guitars and stuff in church. Like that was one of the first songs I remember playing on the guitar. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Y'all remember that? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay, all right, we got some church people up in here. That's good. Okay, good, good, good. So you remember that song. You give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, blessed be your name. Here's the deal. It would say this in that line. Every blessing you pour out, I'm going to turn it back to praise. That's what I'm going to do. So if you want to live a gratitude attitude, you want to live a grateful life, let's begin to turn everything that God has given us back into praise. And if we don't, it turns into pride. I'll say it again. If we don't take the blessing and turn it back into praise, it eventually turns into pride. Because we'll think, oh, I did this. Look at what I got. Look at what we got. Look at what we have. And I'm just trying to challenge some of us in the room. Listen, let's turn everything that God has blessed us in back to praise. I deserve that. I earned that. I should have more. I went to church. I did the things. God should give me more. God should give me better. I did all of that. I'm a, I'm a better person than them, and they're getting that. I deserve more. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Let's turn every blessing that we have and turn it back to praise. Everything that we have. I love what Psalm 63 verse 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live. I love that so much. Let that be the anthem of this church. Let that be the anthem of your life. I will praise you, God, as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I'll be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Like, let that be said of Purpose Church. Let that be said of the people of Purpose Church. Here's what I know is just a few weeks ago, we had a little uh, situation at our house, and um, we, we, like, the girls, uh, the twin girls were playing and Conley and Brex were playing and all of a sudden we couldn't find the twin girls anywhere. Couldn't find them anywhere. And I don't know about y'all, you ever lost something and you just freak out? I was freaking out because they were our kids. All right, like <laughs> freaking out. We're, we're turning the house upside down. Where in the world are they? Can't find them anywhere. Any of them little girls are just little trickster, little babies. They're just hilarious and I love them so much. But finally, after about five minutes, we end up finding the girls. And I don't know about you guys, if you've ever lost something, like, like you'll do whatever you got to do to go after it. Right? Specifically, like, I don't just sit back and say, you know what, oh, I got two out of four. That's okay. No. <laughs> Nobody says that, okay? If you do, I'd love to see you after the service because we wouldn't like to talk. No. Nobody says that. They go after the lost thing, right? So we went after them. We were trying to find them. They were hiding. Couldn't find them nowhere. Finally found them, and boy, I mean, just, just embracing them, pick them up, kiss them, little chubby little cheeks. Little babies, just love them so much, just so thankful for them. And here's the thing I got to thinking about as we just kind of embrace that joy of finding them again. It was not that long. It, was just, it seemed like forever, but it was like a few minutes we couldn't find them in the house. Um, I remember, like, like, the joy that I had when we found them. And the thing I got to thinking about, the thing that changed, nothing changed. They're still there. They're still my babies. They're right there. I think the thing that changed inside of me was my perspective. Because I realized what, for about four minutes, what it felt like for them not to be there. 
and for them to be gone. I felt like the Lord was just kind of quickening my spirit a little bit when it comes to just my life. Think about it. Just let this be an exercise that you run through yourself really quick. Like this idea that think of something that you have and pretend like you've lost it. Like think about that job that you have that you, you know you get to wake up and go to tomorrow. Guess what? Imagine in just a second it's gone. And just for a second, just put yourself in that position. You are now unemployed. Right? The health that you and I take for granted, you go to the doctor tomorrow and you find out that you have cancer. For a second, just start, just, just take that into consideration. Okay, the, somebody you spent time with this week, a family or a friend, just tragically gets killed in a car accident. For just a second, just imagine the things that you have and pretend like you just lose it. Take that, pretend like you lost it. And here's all I want you to do. Pretend like you just got it back. Right? Pretend like you just got it back. That they didn't pass away in a car wreck. You still got your job. You still got your health. What, are, what is the response going to be knowing that you may have lost it, but now it's back? Right? What's it going to be? It's going to be gratitude. It's going to be joy. It's going to be different. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, that we found our little cows that were hiding from us. Thank you, Lord, that I've got my job. Thank you, Lord, that I've got this old beater of a truck that's got 322,000 miles on it, but I'm thankful for it, Lord, because it gets me from point A to point B. God, our house may be small, but I'm so thankful that we got a place where we can heat our house, that we could be out of the cold with our babies. Like, God, this house, you may be thinking, some of y'all in the room, this house is always a wreck. Well, guess what? Aren't you thankful for some kids that have some life up in them, that are running through the hallways, that are making a mess and coloring on everything in the house? Yeah, we are thankful. Hey, we back. Like, like, I'm just thankful for that. Like, I'm going to begin to think that, oh, I don't like this, this dang job, this stupid job. Look, guess what? I'm thankful for my job, God. We're always busy. We're always with our kids. We're always running here and there. Thank God that we have a healthy family that's able to go and do and be a part of so many things. And I just think we have to learn to flip the script a little bit. we got to learn to ask God to change our attitude a little bit, man. God, man, church is getting a little too big. i got to go park all the way at Sirloin Stockade just to get in here. No, no, no. Thank you, Lord, that we have a place that we get to come to where hundreds upon hundreds of people hear the gospel preached every single Sunday. Like, let Psalm 103 be on our lips today. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things that He does for me. For He forgives all of my sins, heals all of my diseases, He redeems me from death, and crowns me with love and tender mercies and he fills my life with good things. Is there anybody thankful in the room for a God that loves you, that's given you more than I could ask or deserve or imagine, that's given you Jesus? Come on. Is there anybody thankful? Can we give him a big shout of praise all across this room? Man, I'm thankful. I'm going to turn every blessing back to praise because if I don't, it'll ultimately turn to pride. And I just want to not be a prideful church. So I'm asking everybody all across this room, would you stand to your feet right now? Would you stand to your feet right now in this room? Listen, every blessing you pour out, I'm going to turn back to praise. And if we don't, it turns to pride. Here's my heart for you today. Would we respond to that today? You're in this place. You're here for a reason. You're at, the, you're at church today. 
And listen, maybe you needed to be reminded of the blessings that God has given you. Here in just a second, we're going to sing. We're going to worship together. And then we're going to sing that song that I, that I said just a second ago, Gratitude. And I'm going to ask you, I don't do this every week, but I'm going to ask you, if you are grateful for something, maybe you're grateful for your family, I would love to just see you take your family by the hand. And would you come down? we got some prayer team that's going to be on either side. But also down here, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to open up this, like, I would call it the altar area of this church. Would you just begin to just thank God for what he's done? I don't want to, I want to be like this dude that came back to Jesus, right? Fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he has done. And I don't know about you, I just find myself in many times in my life, I'm ungrateful. But today, let's, let's have a gratitude attitude. Let's go back to that. So I'm going to ask you to do that. In just a second, we're going to begin to worship. And I'm going to ask you to move out of your seat. And I'm going to ask you just to, just to come down here just, just and thank God. Hit your knees and thank God for that, that house that you have. Thank God for that car that you drive. Thank God for that family member that you've been praying for to come to Jesus or be healed. That they have been healed and delivered or they gave their life to Jesus. Or thank you for your family or you're praying for something. Like, let's just be a church that's desperate to hear from Jesus. All right? So come on, why don't you stretch your hands towards heaven just as a posture of saying, God, you can speak to us. God, we love you right now. We thank you so much for everything you've done. God, we're so thankful that you have given your life for us, Jesus. And we just take a second just to say thank you for what you've done. That we're going to be a place that's grateful. That we're going to be a church that's gratitude is our attitude. That thankful is our posture. That, that honor is going to be our posture. Celebration is going to be on our, on our lips and our response. And so, God, we just thank you today for what you've done. God, we're so thankful for this place. We're so thankful that we get to come into a place and worship you. I pray today we would move and we would say thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' powerful, awesome, magnificent name that we pray. And everybody said amen, amen. Come on, let's respond. Let's thank him for what he's done. The Spirit of God in this place and all across this room, would you just close your eyes and bow your heads? And maybe you need to respond to that grace and that forgiveness that Jesus offers today. That you've never responded to Him, that you've never had an encounter with His forgiveness. And I don't know about you, but I know there's a lot of stuff in my life, this thing called sin, that I, I all of us have been born into. The Bible tells us that all of us have sinned, we've all fallen short, but God, but Jesus, in His grace and His mercy, came and He died for you and I even when we didn't deserve it. He was willing to love you and I. He was willing to give his life and make the payment that we should have had to pay. When we should have paid for our own sin, Jesus made that payment. So you're in this room and you've never said yes to that. You've never asked him to forgive you. You've never asked him to come in your life and change you. Like I'm going to invite you to do that today. That today is your opportunity to say yes to a relationship with Him. So all across this room, even watching online or listening on the podcast, man, I believe the Holy Spirit's been speaking to you. You're at this place for a reason, listening to this for a reason. And maybe God has been working on your heart. And today, He wants you to say yes to the invitation that He's giving to you. To be a part of the family. Listen, I, I, I want you to be a part of my family. And that's the best gift that He's ever given is a son, Jesus. So you're in this room and listening on the podcast or watching online. Maybe you need to make that decision to say yes to him today. You just need to say something like this. But I want you to mean it in your heart. Mean it down deep inside of you. Just say something like this. Dear Jesus, would you save me? Would you forgive me? I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you today. I believe you died on the cross. I believe they put you in a tomb that was borrowed and that you got out of the grave three days later. And I give you my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for you to come in my life, be Savior and Lord of my life today. In Jesus' name. Maybe you prayed that. Maybe you prayed something like it. Maybe it was word for word, but you meant it. 
You meant it in your heart and you just said yes to that relationship with Jesus. Here's my heart for you is that we would be a church that is grateful, right? That you would be a person that's grateful that I didn't deserve forgiveness, but man, we're thankful that Jesus forgave us and that he came for us. And we're going to be a church that walks through that with you. We know you're starting this relationship with Jesus and we want to be a place that says, man, we're with you. We're grateful for the decision you made. We're celebrating the decision that you've made. Now we're here to walk this thing out with you. As you've connected to Jesus, we're going to help you live on purpose. And we want to do that. And you got to let us know that you said yes to Jesus. A few ways that you can do that. In just a second, when I dismiss, we're going to have an incredible team on either side of the stage, our prayer team, some people that are that are our crew leaders and our staff team. We're going to be on either side of the stage, and we would love to, to host you. If that's you and you made that decision today and you're in this room, man, come let us know that. We'd love to party with you, celebrate with you, let you know that, man, we're so excited for you. And if you're watching online or listening on the podcast, or if you're in the room and you want to let us know another way, you can actually text the word PURPOSE to 270-229-6488. And we will be honored just to follow up with you this week. We'd be honored to, to, to however we can, serve you. We would love to do that. And so I'm just going to let you know that that's a couple ways that you can let us know that. And we're going to party and we're going to celebrate knowing that God just saved somebody in this room. So why don't we do this Purpose Church? Aren't we grateful? Aren't we thankful? Can we put our hands together and give all praise to God. Give all glory to God. Come on. Praise God in the middle of that. Praise God in the middle of it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps out so much. For more content and information, head over to ourpurpose.church. We love you guys and hope you have a great week on purpose.